Hello Saints, Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom he died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the word of God, regardless of who gets offended or not in Jesus name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. So if you have a discussion with somebody who is of the once saved, always saved, eternal security persuasion, I want to encourage you to lock into your mind and memorize a couple of references. Recently, I was ambushed, guy I knew growing up. And that kind of puts you on your heels and catches you off guard. But you got to have something to resort to. And let that be the Holy Scriptures. I began to read verses or passages such as this one right here. Romans chapter 11, verse 20 through 22. I want to just say this right here in this passage. Romans eleven twenty through 22. Paul is reminding us Gentile believers of how God cut off quote-unquote, his own people, the Jews, when they rebelled against him, and it's a threat, make no mistake, that he will also cut off, quote-unquote, any of us who do not continue in his goodness. This is Romans eleven twenty through 22. Any person who rejects this truth is a grace-perverting, sin-justifying fraud who has made a fake God in his own image, his own sinful image, due to the refusal to truly repent. Notice the Apostle Paul writes this, Romans 11, 20 through 22. Well, because of unbelief, he writes, they were broken off. He's speaking of the Jews, and the passage spans between Romans 9 and Romans 11. Because of unbelief, they, the Jews, were broken off. Remember that God said he divorced his own people, Jeremiah 3, 8. So because of unbelief, they were broken off, detached, that is, from God. And thou standest by faith, he tells Gentile believers. We don't stand by works. We stand by faith in Christ and his one perfect work of redemption. Nevertheless, we must abide with him in a relationship on his terms all the way to the end of our lives. Because of unbelief, they were broken off, and thou standest by faith. Be not high-minded, but fear, for if God, here it is, he commands us to fear, and here's why, for if God spared not his natural the natural branches that represents the Jews, take heed, lest he also spare not thee. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fell, severity, severe judgment, but toward thee goodness, if, notice, if, it's conditional, if always denotes condition, if thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou also shalt be cut off. It's a divine threat. 
like it or not. So much theology today is bent on just pandering to and basically enthroning the individual whom Christ has saved instead of enthroning Christ and sitting humbly at his feet and let him dictate his terms and his truth to you by studying the King James Bible. Perhaps some listening to me have been so infected, poisoned with these false teachers of the modern church who teach this once saved, always saved, this eternal security system of doctrine. Neither of those words or terms appear in the Bible. You're never going to find once saved, always saved, or eternal security in the Bible. These things, their doctrine is extrapolated through us as they siphon out a few verses to the exclusion of the whole of the Word of God, and they paint a picture to you that is not biblical. That's why it's so vitally important, my friend, that you study God's Word for yourself. You come away from the voices of flesh, from the voices of men, including your own inner voice, and listen to the voice of God. Let him that has ears to hear, hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches, and what the Spirit has said, he has inspired Genesis to Revelation, especially the New Testament revelation of God from Matthew to Revelation, the book of Revelation. I want you to study it and cry out to God to give you his understanding and to make you sincere and honest before him in his holy fear. One will find, in my opinion, after dealing with the eternal securist for several decades now, that those who espouse this theology of once saved, always saved, this grace-perverting, sin-justifying falsehood, they do so because they refuse to hold themselves accountable to truly, honestly, worshipfully obey God, to truly repent and serve the Lord in the daily cross. They refuse to die, and therefore they want to deceive themselves, they're self-deceived, into thinking that everything's going to be all right. They're going to hide behind the sham that is only taught in the Bible by Satan and his false teachers, actually, and somehow going to come out the other end in eternity on the correct side, which is fool's hope. In fact, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 14, 12, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. It's so important that we get honest, saints, every one of us individually, before a holy God, before it's too late, and to enter into the eternity on the basis of Christ merit and not using his grace as a cloak of maliciousness, but being honest before God, who is still holy, holy, holy. In fact, Christ's perfect sacrifice did not change God's definition of holiness and what is proper and correct and right before his holy eyes. You will recall that the Apostle Paul warned us that in the last days, there would be those who would not endure, that means hold yourself accountable to personally, they would not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust, there's the key right there, after their own lust, shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. In other words, they go migrate to authors and pastors and conferences 
references that tickle the ear and never call them to repent and to be holy as he is holy. That's all Bible. And to cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Second Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1, 1 Peter 1, 15 and 16, etc. Somebody might say, well, brother, that's sinless perfectionism. Well, here's the thing. We all live in the flesh and we are striving against sin. We must overcome all sin through our love for Christ. That's really the key right there. Hebrews 12, 4, we're striving against sin. That's why he said we must deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow Jesus. And that means on Christ's terms and not make justification for our sins. See, that's the difference right there. Dishonest, deceitful person, instead of facing his own wickedness, like Paul said, in Romans 7, 18. There is no good thing that dwells in me. Every one of us needs to admit that. The way there's no goodness in us at all except Christ. And that's why there's the need, the utter essential, central gospel need and doctrine of the cross, where we must say with Paul, I am crucified with Christ. We cannot live the Christian life, saints. Christ has to live it through us. And the way he's prescribed that that be done is that we lay down our lives in this world, that we are dead and buried, and he's raising us up. And then and only then will Christ live his life, if you will, in and through you and bring forth his righteousness. False doctrine always and only finds its home in the deceitful heart. You see, doctrine is always a matter of the heart. And I believe we see that right there in Second Timothy 4, 2 through 4, where Paul says to preach the word. And then he says, the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust, there it is. That identifies an unrepentant, deceitful heart right there. You see, and there's two kind of people, those that are going to cover and those that are going to confess their sin. That's what we read in Proverbs 28, 13. That's a very vital scripture to memorize, beloved. It says, he that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesses and forsakes them shall have mercy. Now, if you want to have mercy, beloved, you got to admit that you're a sinner before God afresh. I know that you've already been saved, most of you listening to me, but we've got to come to a place which Paul did in his walk with Christ on the earth in Romans 7 and say, Lord, there is no good thing that dwells in me that is in my flesh. And then he says in verse 24 of Romans 7, O wretched man that I am, not only that I was, but I presently am, that is, outside of Christ, present grace, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Perhaps God's calling you, beloved, to come before him afresh today, to get alone with God, and just to cry out to God in all honesty before him, and to seek his face, and admit your own utter poverty, that your heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And to cry out to God, to do a fresh work, to do a new work, to do a deeper work, to strip you, to break you in the core of your being. Hosea 10, 12, so to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord until he come and rain righteousness upon you. I want to echo the warning of Jude, the, the Holy Spirit gave us through Jude, verse 4, 
where he said that there would be ungodly men who would turn the grace of God into lasciviousness or a license for sin. There are so many men that are very well-spoken men and seemingly educated, but they're indoctrinated. They're deceiving and being deceived, as Paul said in 2 Timothy, I believe it's 3, 7, maybe not, but they're deceiving and being deceived. You see, these men are elevated. Satan has a lot to do with that in the modern church, where he elevates those that are telling his lie. You see, the lie of the ages. We have a book titled Lie of the Ages. I highly recommend that it's so full of scripture that you will never hear taught, unfortunately, in the modern church. I believe the scriptures, of course, will set your doctrine correct and sound, which can only come from the word of God. But these men are elevated and has to be by Satan, no doubt, because he is the one who first taught once saved, always saved eternal security. And that's what we call the lie of the ages. In the Garden of Eden, he is the first one and he continues to teach this soul damning lie. It led to the fall of the first man and woman, and it's led to the fall of millions that were once saved and separated from God, believing that they were once saved, always saved. They had no responsibility, no personal responsibility to remain in a relationship with Jesus and to seek his face and to obey him. Jesus said, if you don't abide, that means remain, continue in me. You're going to be cut off and cast into the fire, John 15, 6. Now, that's a verse that your favorite OSAS, that is, once saved, always saved, fraud is never going to mention, along with the one we started off with, Romans 11, 20 through 22, where God warns us, threatens us, that we will be cut off just like the Jews if we don't continue in his goodness and severity. If you truly love and honor God, you must acknowledge all of his attributes, including it perhaps beginning with the fact that he's holy, holy, holy. After all, that's the only attribute in the Bible he repeats in triplicate three times, not only once, but twice. Isaiah 6, 3, Revelation 4, 8. So those who follow another gospel are actually accursed before the Lord. That is how important doctrine is to the Lord. Read Galatians 1, 6 through 9. I want you to make these passages that I'm sharing that we're talking about today paramount in your own personal life so that you will know when you're blindsided, when you're caught off guard out there. See, we're to be instant in season and out of season. I recall the time when I was 12 years old on that note. Forgive me for this little story, but it comes to mind hanging out with some friends. We used to go to this place that had a pinball machine and ice cream middle of the day for lunch or whatever. Just kids during the summer and little did I know I was being plotted against by a real tough kid and an older teenager guy got him to come trained him and again I had no idea this was going to happen it was a pop quiz and he came and grabbed me out of that place and said step outside and the fight was on he started it he planned it well, along with his older friend and man that was a wake up call and got to be ready when it happens be instant in season and out of season and the same is true in our lives as men and women of God that we've got to be instant in season and out of season. That's why it's so important to study to show yourself approved and to be 
ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you. When these encounters happen, we've got to be ready with the scriptures to speak them in the wisdom and in the love of God. And I would say that Romans 11, 20 through 22 makes it conclusive that God will cut off anybody who rebels against him. You've got to have these staple scriptures, passages and scriptures that you can put forth when you're defending the faith. The Bible specifically says that we're to earnestly contend for the faith once delivered to the saints. That would be against any that would apply to any error, to anything that's outside of what Scripture teaches. But specifically in Jude verse 3 and 4, he's speaking about the grace perverting, quote, ungodly men, unquote. They're ungodly men, those that teach Calvinism and once saved, always saved, are at the top of that list right there. Because they're turning the grace of God into lasciviousness or a license for sin. When God is holy, 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 Jesus did not come to die to give us a license for sin but to give us total victory over all sin. And he promised that only those who overcome among his own people, he promised, Revelation 2 and 3, only those who choose to overcome, to love him more than they love self or anything or anyone else in this life, only they are going to be with him in glory. So, Notice, men love darkness, Jesus said, rather than light. That's what Jesus taught, John three nineteen through 21. And that's why they're willing to pervert the gospel to fit their own unrepentant, wicked lifestyle and then call it the gospel. You got folks running around out there. They're so delusional because God has turned them over to strong delusion a long time ago in most cases because they did not receive the love of his truth in the word. But you got them running around out there saying Calvinism is the gospel. Not only is Calvinism not the gospel, it's a complete corruption of the original gospel. It's blasphemous and it corrupts the image of a holy God, a holy loving God. The same thing with the once saved, always saved. Those are kissing cousins, the once saved, always saved, eternal securist, and the system of the cult of Calvinism. Those are kissing cousins. They fit right there with what Jude, the Lord told on them through Jude and many of the writers of Scripture. He said they turn the grace of God into a license for sin. Any doctrine that's justifying sin in any way is a doctrine of devils. That's exactly what Satan did to tempt the first man and woman in the Garden of Eden to get them to fall. And it worked and they fell from grace and were kicked out of God's presence. God is holy, 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 folks, and he's not going to change. He didn't save you, get out of hell free card. You can just live the way you like. If you're not holy, it's set apart unto him. You're not going to be with him. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Hebrews 12, 14, which actually says, follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Now, you can argue with God all you want. It's not going to work out well for you in the end, though. We better just humble ourselves sincerely before him and be holy as he is holy. What does that mean? I've got to manufacture holiness? No. Holiness simply means being set apart unto him in a relationship, an abiding relationship that will produce a life 
that is holy. So let God define what is holiness because he's the one who is holy, 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 not any man. So men love darkness rather than light because their own deeds were evil. John three nineteen. Keep that in mind. That's exactly why you have this grace perverting, sin justifying, a tribe of false believers, if you will, reprobate in many cases, that are teaching this foolishness. Any person who rejects this truth that you can be cut off, Romans 11, 20 through 22, is, I'm going to repeat, a grace perverting, sin justifying fraud who has made a fake God in their own image because of their own refusal to repent. I'm going to give you one one more verse here. We've got so much written on this on safeguardyoursoul.com. I want you to go to the eternal security category on the site, and you will find a wealth of great information. But let me give you one more passage before we close that I want to encourage you to lock in and memorize and read to anyone that you have a conversation with on this topic, no matter where they stand. This is what God's Word definitively says. And these are the two passages passages, two of the passages that I resorted to when I was attacked last week, ambushed recently by a guy I grew up with. I just started reading these scriptures to him. Of course, he didn't want me to read scripture. And I said, whoa, you're talking over me and do not want me to read scripture? Like I said, what are you afraid of? Jesus said, he that is of God hears God's word. See, so if you're of God, you got an open ear to God's word. When you got somebody, and I've seen this so many times, it's incalculable. They don't want to hear what the Bible says. They're not interested. They've siphoned out a few verses that they run around believing and saying that that's their security blanket, but they don't want to hear it. They act like John 3.16 is the only verse in the Bible and that it says that they have eternal life and it can't be taken away from them. That's not true at all. Jesus said so many things and they don't want to hear everything Jesus said or his apostles or the prophets or any writer of the scripture because they don't want to know or be confronted with their own personal accountability to God. But it's going to be too late when they die. It's already been for millions. Started with Adam and Eve. This same lie, trick of Satan, it's a doctrine of devils. There's no such thing as a doctrine of devils if this isn't one. And Paul used that term. Some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. See, Satan and his evil fallen angels seduce men to believe these falsehoods. They go hand in hand, seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Seducing spirits and doctrines of the devil. They cause men to depart from the faith. And if we see those words in the Bible, you can depart from the faith. And some shall depart from the faith, Paul said, that the Holy Spirit warned us explicitly, First Timothy 4, 1 and 2, that it must be possible. And it is possible. Otherwise, that wouldn't be in the Bible. How do you depart from something, by the way, that you're not already in? Impossible. So here's the second passage I want to call your attention to as you equip yourself to earnestly contend for the faith once given to the saints against this falsehood, this grace perverting falsehood, Jude verse 3 and 4. All right, here it is, 2 Peter 2 verse 20 and 21, for if after, notice after, they have escaped the pollutions of the world, 
through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, how do you escape the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ without being born again? Well, you couldn't. It's impossible. For if after Peter writes, they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness. They knew it because they were saved. Then after they have known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. That is all self-evident. Now, we could talk about that and look at each word, like the word again and if and all this stuff, but this is very self-evident. I want to encourage you, beloved, when you're discussing this passage and these two particular passages we're pointing out today, that you read these to people. Don't just gloss over, but actually read these verses from the King James Bible to people into their hearing, because Remember, I'm reminded recently of he that winneth souls is wise. We don't want to win an argument so much as we want to win somebody over to the truth, not our truth. The truth comes from God, and it's immutable. It is eternal and unchanging. And so we want to prayerfully be used as an instrument of God, the Lord, to help them to see the error of their way. I will tell you that not many of them will, but we have had a lot of people over the years come back and say, man, Thank you for pointing out the scriptures on this topic. I'm no longer believe once saved, always saved. Thank God for knowing that our salvation biblically is conditional, not unconditional. And so God can use this stuff. And remember, God's word never returns void. Not your words or mine, but God's words. Isaiah 55, 11. You're going to be amazed, perhaps, when we get to heaven that a few people that you ministered the truth to, you simply read the Bible to them, gave them what Scripture says, that led to them being convicted and deciding to be won over to the truth, that is, to the Word of God, to the Lord, and not to walk in any false way. We'll end with that. The psalmist said, speaking of any false way, this is what he prayed in Psalm 119, and it's going to be verse 104 here. I'm now navigate my way over there. And here it is. Through thy precepts, the psalmist said, I get understanding. See, through the word of God, we get understanding straight from the counsel of the Lord. Therefore, I hate every false way. Everyone. There's a lot of false ways out there. And we're pointing out one today. There's Satan's first lie and deception that caused man to fall. Genesis 2:17 and 3, 4. And any man of God, every man of God will say with David that I hate every false way because I get my understanding from the word of God. Psalm 119, 104. Also, Paul said, let God be true and every man a liar. And then one more as we close, Psalm 119, 128. The psalmist said, Therefore I esteem all thy precepts, that is the written word of God, concerning all things to be right. And I hate every false way. God bless you, friends. Thank you for listening. And please avail yourself to all of the resources for the building up of the body of Christ and the equipping of the body of Christ at safeguardyoursoul.com. Thank you for praying for the ministry and the fruitfulness thereof as we reach thousands daily in many ways. And also thank you for supporting the ministry. God bless you.
Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several, many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners are being reached every Every month, and your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting. And feel free to visit our donate page on the site, and you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon, and you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so. And a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country and all over the world. And may God be praised that there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say together in the words of Revelation 22, even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen.